0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Colm O'Regan Wants a Word! And this time, we're talking about Irish. And I'm here to say there is a need for that kind of language. Irish, the oldest written vernacular language in Europe, one of the oldest languages still spoken in the world. So think about that the next time you're doing your Lum Lat Lech Lé Lo. There is history here. With me on this Trust Skolje are Paul Tilak and Tara Flynn. Hello. <laughs> <How are you? laughs> My guest is Pader Okwevonig of Radio Nalifa, founder of Pop Up Guelta, and also a regular on the Motherfuckler podcast. Woo. Heather, you're from Clondalkin, uh, Not a Gaeltacht I've remembered before, but <laughs> you speak fluent Irish.
1: Yeah, I speak fluent Irish. And a lot of people in Clondalkin do, actually. We, uh, we're we not a Gaeltacht, but we're what's called a lean Gaeilge, like a, an Irish network. So it's not like there's a geographical area in which everybody theoretically speaks Irish, but rather there's quite a network of people who speak Irish. It's quite a network of services. So it's a nice little pocket of Irish language with Irish medium education and a lot of services that you can access through Irish. So our little little pocket Gaeltacht there in
0: West Dublin. Yeah. They all give you sort of a beep of the horn as you're passing on the road. Oh yeah, shot. like
1: just like the Gaelic, that's full on, you know, hand to the window, you know, that sort of, there's like a scale, of, if you know someone it's one finger and if you really know them it's two fingers, if you really know them it's full on, press the hand to the window, can not scale?
0: I... Love Irish. I love the sound of it, but I don't speak it enough or properly. I feel I've let my people down. My mother speaks fluent Irish. My grandfather was from the Balavurni area and he was a translator and a traveling teacher for the Gaelic League. He was arrested in 1905 for painting shop signs in Irish illegally in Castlecomer in Kilkenny. Now, in fairness, I don't know whether he was arrested for using Irish or just arrested for writing graffiti on a shop owner's front wall. <laughs> He was only fined. It's not like he was arrested by the redcoats sticking a bayonet into him.
2: Enough of your insubordination,
0: Paddy. Off to jail with you, in the name of the crown. It's likely it was just an annoyed shop owner calling the RIC.
3: Ah, Connor, for feck's sake, I've just had the shop sign done. And what did you just call me? Would you relax? It's Irish for accountant. <laughs>
0: Still, as far as <laughs> any of you are concerned, my grandfather went to jail in Australia for the Mo look. You could say he was a jail goer. Oh. <laughs> they were different times back then, of course. He was born in 1870. It's amazing to think that in just two generations, I can go back to a time that was contemporaneous with the American Civil War and also where rural Ireland had very poor internet. <laughs> He was arrested for painting shop signs in Irish. Now, that's commitment to the language. He was literally trying to save it. Towards the end of the century, people thought Irish was going to die out. It was associated with shame and poverty. This programme isn't about trying to save Irish. It's not about me going back to school in the Gwilthuct and learning Irish. That's been done. But I want to pay tribute to the language in a tiny, nerdy way. It feels like we're in a new phase with Irish. First, you had compulsory Irish in school, which lasted from the beginning of the state. Then you have compulsory moaning about Irish, uh, compulsory to write an article in the Irish Times claiming PTSD from having to learn PEG, and getting angry about pointless stuff. But I think it's the work of people like yourself, Pader, and in who wrote the book Mother Folklore. It just feels that we should just relax, enjoy the language without worrying about trying to save it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Irish has been through a lot. You know, it's been through a lot throughout the years, starting with them starting with the Accords of Kilkenny, which tried to ban the language for, you know, God-fearing English folk when they came over to try and supplant us. And it survived that. It survived the plantations. It had previously survived the the Normans, the Vikings. It's survived compulsory education. It survived Ed Sheeran singing in Irish. So I think think it'll do okay, you know. We just need to chill out a little bit and enjoy it for the jewel that it is.
0: But in thinking about my grandfather, you know, he seems like a bit of a renegade, dare I say it, cool. And... I wonder would Irish become a bit more widely spoken if there was a whiff of the illicit about it? What if people were exchanging words like they were something forbidden?
3: Hello? It's me. Can I come in? Shh. What's the password? On catagom the on
2: Okay. What do you have?
3: Oh, it's just a number one. Oh, sorry, no. Uh, I've got fifth declension female nouns that change gender in the moonlight. The plural is backwards and you have to get an exorcist to spell them correctly in the tishal Ginneduch. Oh yes,
2: yeah. Oh god, that sounds good.
3: What else? I have a verb so irregular, only the fairies can conjugate it. <laughs> oh.
2: oh yes.
3: Yes. Oh, and the more shachanty, it's an entire grammatical tense for getting into the residence bar at a wedding <laughs> or onto the croak park pitch after an all ireland final oh.
2: oh filthy
3: sha
0: Obviously, the is listening, you know, there isn't a mo shock and tea, but still Irish is a beautiful language for describing nuance. And I love those old words. Pader, what are some of your favorite words?
1: Uh, we've got so many. Um, and what I love are the words that are so specific that uh, you, you really can't imagine why somebody had to invent them in the first one. One of my favorite ones is a word I tend to use myself quite a bit. It's called it's a word, agno, And agno is a job that was done so badly the first time you have to do it again. <laughs> And you just, you just feel like, like, how often did this happen? <laughs> that we had to, you know, some lexicographer on Tahir had to just go, you know, we we need a word for that.
3: It's
1: <laughs> the kind of, like, it's like it's it's like a hames, but it's a hames that's so bad you have to just do it again. And there's another one, uh, steyan. Stein is one of my favourite words. it's It's a flock of birds, but only when it's hovering directly over a shoal of fish. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's a... A flock of birds about to eat. Uh, it's just, it's it, absolutely one of my, my favourite words. And then there's the words you can use in everyday language. Like one of my favourite ones is, is, is plóta. Because it means fool or gobshite, but it's just, it, it it almost hurts your face to say it. So it's great. It's real. it's like the onomatopoeia of insults. Like, oh, a de plóta.
0: Would you say plóta to someone's face or are there words that are designed for, back talk and side talk and over the shoulder talk.
1: Every single one of them. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. like You might say "piota" to someone's face, but you'd never say Lebede.
0: Now, let's talk about Irish names, particularly Christian names. It's one of the sticks that's used to beat the Irish language with. Comedians like me will slag off complicated Irish names as being pretentious. I'll tell you where it comes from for me. Right. It's the name Tig, which is a brilliant name. But I need to break it to a lot of people called Thigh you're spelling your own name wrong. It's T-A-D-H-G. I've seen it spelled T-A-D-G-H, T-A-G-H-D, uh, and I'm, even this one, T-A-G-H-D-H-G, which is not a name. That is a northern number plate. <laughs> oh. um, but I, I, in a way, I kind of like the letters that hang around in the words. They're kind of like undergrowth around the letters. They're there to almost support it. But I want to think, maybe there's another use for the different spellings of Irish names you know in this day and age everybody's looking for new ways of encrypting information passing information between trusted people in a way that cannot be hacked by anybody so picture the scene it's a new cold war Paul is an American spy Tara is a Russian one they need to exchange a message
3: Where you followed? No. How are your family?
2: My friend Orla, with the FH in the middle and the ITH at the end, <laughs> will stand in the forest today with the wolves.
3: I send best wishes to Orla with the FH and the ITH at the end. Excuse me one moment. Hmm. The invasion is ready. Many tank divisions on the border and the Air Force is already in the sky. Yes, I see. This, yes, this this is good news. Uh, my friend Aegon sends his regards.
2: Which Aegon?
3: A-O-D-H-A-G-H-A-N.
2: A O D H A G G A -A -A. A
3: O D H A G H A N.
2: Okay, I got it. Oh Oh my God, the Russians have long-range nuclear
3: weapons. Wait, I I can still hear you. You should be doing internal monologue. You terrible spy. (laughs) Heck.
0: Heather, I think, you know, listening to the podcast you work on, on mother folklore, one of the things it's made Irish more interesting in one sense, the idea of new words. There's a sort of a joy in the changing of Irish to match the changing world. I used to get ticked off before with there was an obsession with translating foreign words into Irish. I used to be thinking, you know, like, for example, Tajikistan, the country in Central Asia in Irish is on Tajikistan. And Saudi Arabia is an Arab Hadach, as if this 18th century Arabian family were also cornerbacks in the legendary Galway team of the 50s. But, you know, I'm, I'm getting caught up on the wrong thing, because, of course, Saudi Arabia isn't what the Saudis call their own country. It's just an anglicization. They call their country Al Mamlakah Al Arabiya Al Saudia. So I've copped on, and I'm keen <laughs> to know what the Irish is for some new words. So, first of all, Getting a new word into Irish, there's a process, isn't there?
1: Yeah, well, you see, the thing is, right, this is a really, really small language community. So it's it's 2% of the population speaking it daily. It's maybe a third of the population that can speak it. And we're not a big population to start with. So if you need a new word in the dictionary, you write to the very nice dictionary people and you say, we need a new word. And you can write with your own suggestions and all that. There's a wonderful, amazing woman, one of my heroes, Sinead Burke, who, who's amazing. She blogs as Minnie Milan. She's a, a fashion blogger and she's a... a small person and she didn't like that we didn't have a term for small person in Irish we had that the old outdated term which translates as dwarf but it's the same term you use in fairy tales and she didn't like that so just like English we needed to move forward and have this new one so she she wrote to the dictionary people and said why can we not say din bug and the dictionary people who are literally up in DCU not hard to find I imagine if you addressed the envelope the dictionary people DCU it would get there (laughs) don't even need an air code Nobody Nobody needs an air (laughs) coat. Jinx. But yeah, so she just said, like, can we not use Dinabjog instead? And they said, that sounds like a great idea, Sinead, let's do it. So yeah, getting a new word into the language is, it's easy. And it's kind of like, those of us who speak Irish, it's kind of a hobby. Like, you know, just coming up with new words for stuff that we do and use every day. What other new words do you like? I love uh, the term for selfie in Irish, which is, they tried to make it fainfic which is like self-pick, and that's terrible. But the one that's used more naturally in speech is feyneen. Feyneen. So it's got the little diminutive hanging off the end of it. I absolutely love it. And um, the Irish for bromance is is bromos. And it's kind of more true to what a bromance is because omos is respect. And so it's braher, brother, and omos, so bromos. I absolutely adore uh, the Irish version of L O L, which is G O Gora Os Ard, because you just you could just say Goa, uh, which is much nicer than L O L.
0: That's excellent. And uh, this is my favourite now. Uh, I want to hear this one. Face Pam, uh, Bus Fuss. Bus Fuss. Yeah, because because
1: sh- shut the fuss? This is your your
0: puss, and your bus is the the palm of your hand. So Bus Fuss. I'm going to be using Bus Fuss. That is amazing. <laughs> Thank you very much, Padder, for those. <laughs> I actually tried stand-up comedy in Irish in the club on Conrad Air. Er, er. Look at me now talking it. Uh, <laughs> on. Let's stick to the language I was yeah. reared in. On Harcourt Street. And the thing was, uh, somebody said to me, Will Gut, have you much practice done? And I said, no, I'll wing it. But I didn't know the Irish for wing it, so I didn't say anything in reply to them. But <laughs> the Irish, the entire subject of my stand-up was uh, talking about how in the Leaving Cert, I had to learn off certain things for the Irish oral. Now, the audience thought I was doing a critique of the education system when, in fact, I was repeating word for word what I'd learned off (laughs) for the Irish oral, namely my pastimes and the problem of drugs in our society today. (laughs) But I soon ran out. I ran out of Irish, and you could see the wheels turning in my brain as I'd ran out of Irish. And the audience then were just so disgusted by what I was doing. They actually just applauded. The one time I correctly eclipsed a noun and said, Aaron Moord, They were like, oh, well done. Well, fair play to you. But they really were happy when I was gone because my grandfather committed a crime to save the language and I committed a crime against it. <laughs> but you talk about Irish being a living language. There's no surer way of confirming the Irish language as living uh, than seeing who is interested in using it. A few years ago, I received an email with the following request. Dear Column." My name is
2: Karantin Swasheru and I work in the translations department of the Church of Scientology Europe. (laughs) I read your profile on the website writing.ie and your experience as a writer. I am contacting you as I am looking for persons skilled in Irish and who could be interested in doing freelance translations. However, I could not tell from your profile if you were writing in Irish or English. As Irish is an official language in the European Union and has an extremely rich cultural and historical background, the Church of Scientology has undertaken
0: a large project to translate all of its materials from English to Irish. (laughs) And I thought to myself, if the Scientologists want Irish, then the widow of the late Brigadier Hastings Abasanjo of the Ivory Coast cannot be far behind, and sure enough, Actual Irish language spam exists. This was sent to Stacey, a Twitter user.
3: Is Misha Stephanie Leo, Vi maher anna sever e Abidjan coast to ivory. We maher poisoned con bosh, egg monkle, os ailed. A four boss ma water, nor a vime direct teresh kerablina dish. Riven vosh, dir shay rundalum er a tev laba. A g's thortselam gwilshe sim schacht million coigcade vile start enter dollars a gwane muska deposit. <laughs> La dehal, de de no the hell. Tomay girk the khunov er na bali shol anas. Ever kuntes bank, a visa coig ireland. Tomay sosta fair percentage through that in the kuntes bank.
0: No father, I'm no gaelgor, but there are a few giveaways there. No, I'm delighted they're spamming in Irish. That shows it's living, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely,
1: and I remember when I got it, but you're right, it's a dead giveaway because they're using Google Translate. So whenever I get a spam email, or at least I'm pretty sure, it's either spam or it's from the government of Ireland uh, when they use Google Translate. Current sérmé, as we say in Irish, which is a lovely little turn of phrase, it sends me east. Uh, it drives me mad this idea that we can just lob it into Google Translate and work. Because Google Translate into English usually works because there's so much material in English online. But machine translation into Irish doesn't work because there is not enough of a corpus of the language there for the mechanisms behind Google Translate and Bing Translate to work. Which is why when you send a tweet in Irish on Twitter, it always comes up as, oh, translate from Hungarian, translate from Jamaican Creole. and You know, all of these... Languages, Yeah, there's more words online in Jamaican Creole than there is in Irish. But the real problem with that was when the government started using this cop-out and lobbing stuff into Google Translate. And it's kind of like, lads, we actually read Irish. We actually speak Irish. We're going to spot that you copped out on this one. Like, you know, I don't know how they think they can get away with it. And it drives me mad. Like, you know... There are words I like and there are words I don't like, but the words I really, really hate are the ones that are badly translated. And you see them everywhere on street signs, on road signs. There was was one I passed this morning um, which says, uh, you know, Uber Boher Te Er It's supposed to say Te Er Yesh, go to the right, but they just put in right into Google Translate and they got right as in correct instead of right as in the opposite of left. And it's just, you're running the country. Like,. (laughs) Seriously, if you can't translate a road sign, how are you supposed to run a huss Oh yeah, sorry, waiting lists. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, new people who have come to make their lives in Ireland are also using Irish. A small percentage of them are using it to act the maggot. The
3: Supreme Court has dismissed a challenge by a Romanian man who argued his drink driving prosecution could not proceed because he was not supplied with a breath alcohol statement in Irish as well as in English. <laughs> he was breathalysed at Store Street Garda station but the intoxilizer apparatus printed out the results in English only. Mr Avadani, represented by solicitor Michael Staines, later successfully argued in the District Court and the High Court the form was invalid as it was not also printed in Irish and his prosecution was halted.
0: Now, fair play to Mr. Avedani, giving it a go. I wonder, Well, a lot of our new Irish use that ability to speak it as a way of passing secret messages to their friends when they're on holidays back home with their grannies?
3: Who are you talking to on phone, Matthew? Uh, no one, Gran. I hope you're behaving yourself.
2: Yeah, yeah, whatever, Gran. Cugger, <sighs> will to force home. Yeah, so, Vimmeer meshka, yeah gone kush fum yeah like that yeager bombs tom facolta noof.
3: yeah howel go compression follow me or gay.
2: oh lee rody
3: i'm
1: incredibly impressed with granny's english as well oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: There's a lot of, there's a lot of devices we had to use. (laughs) There's no doubt that one of the most important things that's happened in the Irish language was T.G. Cahar. For a start, everyone knows where to get their weather forecast from. But also it has introduced some of the most beautiful, mellifluous Irish that has ever been spoken or heard on these islands. I mean, don't get it
2: twisted. I do some dirt too, but I ain't never put my gun on nobody who wasn't in the game. A man must have a code. Oh, no
0: doubt. Get on off them horses. I don't favor looking up to the likes of you. I love 40. Ah yes, the three pillars of T.G. Cahar, good <laughs> American TV, the Western and Wimbledon. <laughs> but in fairness, T.G. Cahar know what they're doing. Here's a promo they made for the cop show Cold Case. Okay, Daniel, where is she? We know you know where she is. All right, let's
3: try it another way. Cowell Bancho. Are you all right,
0: Dig into a niche, Daniel. Didn't see that coming. Nice nice work, TG Carr. And of course, there was Stephen Fry on Rust-Naroon. Um, do you Eve, Just what But TG Car don't need foreigners coming in. They make their own absolutely brilliant dating shows. For example, Pyukh The Ride, where the girl has to pick who her date will be based on his car. Now, in this excerpt you're about to hear, there is a twist because the guy who's picked can either choose to go on a date with the girl or get a voucher for a car service. Let's hear what happened next.
3: Ladies <laughs> and Show me heaven come ni Possible grunge galeamish It's all a morag willin' kin a year na agleam Pa Euro le fall euro lefall erihim achclachala No durvan the lugh gaghad queg a euro light advance pit stop
0: Tam khndolghor an shervish gaghad queg a euro Fair play to that man, to Liam, who picked a car service uh, instead of a date with a girl. And of course, there's passion fashion, where the woman picks the man based on the clothes he chose for her and vice versa. Now, Pather, you were actually on
1: Passion Fashion, weren't you? I was, yeah. yeah. Wow, you've done your research. <laughs> I was, yeah, I was on Passion Fashion, and and I mentioned that we're a small but sort of uh, involved community, language community. There are so few of us speaking Irish that they had to give us this warning. When we all sat down, first of all, they brought us to Nace, which I think was an unfair disadvantage when trying to go clothes shopping. Um, but we had to sit down in this hotel in Nace, and they... <laughs> they, they they brought us to this hotel and they sat down and they flipped up this laptop and they said we're going to show you a picture of the girl and she's going to do a bit of videotape she's going to give you some clues but even if you know her pretend that you don't we're like yeah okay yeah, no problem so they played the tape and she came on and she told us what her style was and oh, I'm all retro and oh yeah okay, okay I don't know why yeah, yeah. oh I thought she'd gloat oh I thought she'd hauling oh spare van oh spare van which is a lovely word for a beautiful woman it means not, like not an extra woman. Sky. not like, an extra yeah. woman no. no 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 not an extra woman no um, so we're saying oh she she's lovely, she's lovely, she's great, and cut, great, good take, and I just went, lads, I went out with her when I I was 14. (laughs) Like, we were in school together, we dated, like, this is just such a tiny, tiny community, but yeah, I was on Passion Fashion, uh, and it was awful.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I've been thinking, what other programmes could they make in the style of Passion Fashion? Uh, I know they had one where the mother picked a date as well, so let's introduce T.G. Cahar's new season. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> Introducing TG Kaher's new season.
3: Shift August, drift. Is fader lat may a shift all, must will to able to drift all.
2: <laughs> Lovey-dovey, wherever the homing pigeon lands, that's your date. <laughs>
0: Finally, willy-nilly, your date is chosen by Labour TD for Longford Westmeath, Willie Penrose. (laughs) If you felt there was some issue
2: that needed to be addressed, why didn't you consult with the key stakeholders? There's plenty of uh, 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 precedent for that. (laughs)
1: 10 out of 10 (laughs) Woodwatch
0: Ladies and gentlemen You have been listening to Colm O'Regan Wants a Word My thanks to Paul Tilak And Tara Flynn And to my special guest Padre Cwébhánaig